0: Yo, 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 what is up everybody, welcome to HCS Source episode number 12 It's been a little while since we've seen your faces, but we're here back once again My name is Active, and of course alongside me I have Tony Tony, how was your day man, how was your couple of weeks, I should say
1: uh, yeah, man, my day's been great. Uh, I got to play a little bit of Halo on stream. That was really fun. Had to shut down a little bit early. I had some errands that I had to run. Uh, came right back in and said, "You know what? I want. I want to watch my comfort streamer play a little bit of Halo." And I clicked on my comfort streamer. His mm. name's a real, real great guy. Uh, Twitch.tv backslash ActiveE. E oh. Clicked on his name yeah. and was expecting Halo. Mm. I don't know what the hell was looking at? <laughs> So my day was going great until you were just playing. I, I don't even know, but I, what what
0: what was that? I was playing some Overwatch too. For those of you guys that don't know, Overwatch is uh, it's one of those uh, strategic games, kind of like a little mi- a mix of like Halo and like League of Legends and a whole bunch of other stuff. It was it was fun, man. I had a good time. I was trying to rank up, and uh, it just came out yesterday. They've experienced some like DDoS attacks and stuff like that. So this is the first time. I haven't played Halo in uh, for a full day, like, you know, on stream, and uh, it went kind of well. I guess people kind of enjoyed it, and uh, it was fun. I, I had a good time, but I think back to the Halo grind we go tomorrow. Yeah, I'm glad you had a good time and Overwatch tribe.
1: I'm not gonna lie to you; I had no idea what was going on, but it looked, it looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> it was, was fun. Lots of colors and it looked like you were having a good time until so one of your teammates did quit out on you and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, no matter where you go, you know, it follows <laughs> you right. around. Yep. Uh, I'm really happy to do HCS Source again, guys. It's the first time we're doing this since coming back from Orlando. Tim, I'm not, I'm I'm gonna open up the veil a little bit. We, I feel like we've hung out every day up into Orlando, mm-hmm. and I haven't talked to you it's at been all forever, since. Dude. Dude. You've been hiding under a freaking rock. Do you mean? I, I, I've, I, I've been searching everywhere. I'm like, oh no, no, that's not it. Me. No, this, this one, no, no. Oh, I found Patrick Starr. Can't find him. I don't know why he's hiding from me, guys. <laughs> we used to be the duo, and. Uh, <laughs> I
0: don't. I don't know. I miss. I don't, I don't know I, what I happened. You. I miss you, man. It, it has been. a <laughs> I miss you, too, you know, man. after Orlando, for those of you guys that didn't uh, didn't watch, I think Tony and I did a really great. It was a great experience. We did. I think we did a great job, uh, both of us, and um, overall, great experience. But yeah, it's been a little while. I was kind of collecting myself, I guess. I guess, to be honest, like coming back from Orlando, I just everything kind of like hit me at once, like reality, like, bam, like going from like a really awesome thing. And then all of a sudden everything kind of hit me at once. I was talking about that a little bit on stream, but, um, you know, I've been able to keep up content and stuff like that. And, and uh, yeah, well, we need to uh, we yeah. need to definitely get get going and get back together and stuff. And I think this will be the kickstart of that. Uh, I definitely miss well. you lots. lot.
1: Well, the people want to know the hard-hitting questions. Again, we just came back from Orlando. Today's, r- t- today's show is going to be all about Orlando. We're Ooh. going to take a deep dive and no U-turn. So the hard-hitting question is going to come in, Tim. Yeah. I'm going to come out and ask it.
0: It's on everybody's mind. Okay.
1: Does pineapple belong on pizza?
0: Wow. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Um, well, uh, you tell me, Tony. You tell me. What is this? Okay. It does. Oh. It absolutely does. Let me tell you something. So I gotta, I gotta explain this real quick. Tony and I, we like to do these personal questions here and there. You know, on, on the, because it's fun. You know, get an opinion on, for instance, pineapple on pizza. We, I did not plan to make pizza for dinner tonight for the kids, and it was pineapple pizza. It was, it was literally. Uh, uh, a hawaiian pizza and it worked out perfectly (laughs) plan. absolutely perfect it is not planned at all i literally i literally made it before i jumped on stream not planned at all he messaged me about 20 minutes ago and said we're gonna start with this question you know i love pineapple on pizza i know a lot of people are gonna hate me for this but i love it it is so good it's the sweet with the ham It it is just amazing. Tony, what about you? I mean, you saw it. Maybe I changed your mind when you looked at it. Did it change you at all? Or or are you a pineapple on pizza kind of guy?
1: So I'm going to premise my statement by saying I feel like there's rules to this. Okay. So if we're talking about a good New Jersey, New York, you know, a tri-state area slice, I don't put any toppings on it. Okay. Just straight cheese. No pepperoni, no sausage, no nothing. If you're going to Jersey, New York maybe a pepperoni but that's it okay you just, you you just want to taste the flavor the best pizza that you ever have in your life if i'm having that i'm not putting almost any topping that includes pineapple however if you're going to disgrace your pie hole with freak with papa john's domino's or pizza <laughs> hut don't come at me because i'm going to sit there and put toppings on to try to balance out some of the flavors like dude <laughs> if you're getting any kind of franchise pizza do not look down on anybody putting pineapple on it you're absolutely right ridiculous in fact i i didn't have it today but i had a buffalo chicken pie uh, buffalo chicken pizza had a little bit of banana peppers on it as well mm. and even had some pineapple so it was sweet mm. a savory a little bit of a spice in there and let me tell you my my taste buds went on a whirlwind i'm for yep. pineapple on any pizza that isn't elite pizza if it's not great <clears throat> pizza it's not elite pizza okay at that point it's a free-for-all you could put whatever whatever you want mushrooms onions pineapples all mm. uh, anchovies you know whatever feet whatever, whatever, whatever you want i I,
0: I i've never i i've never had a, a pizza from new york new jersey ever um so i don't know what all the hubbub is about we're gonna have to change that maybe one day but i've never had I, basically all i've had Sorry is pretty that. much franchise pizza i don't think i've ever had like a really good pizza so we'll have to change that one day
1: yeah guys this is the H. S. Source. Now we have to the again. We had like to, like to break it off with a little bit of icebreaker and whatnot. I'm glad. I'm, see, that's why we're the true duo. Whatnot, you know, you, we mm-hmm. both are doing the pineapple on the pizza. You're actually eating it right now, mm-hmm. just, dude. We're in the middle of a show and you're eating. This this guy does one H. S. Show and now he's big time. I just think he's bigger than everybody. Man's just sitting here eating in the middle of a show. I'm so freaking done. This dude, <laughs> this, this dude, not gonna talk about. He's a big deal now. just Source guys, we, we just, just came back from orlando again We're gonna do a deep dive and i think we're gonna if we're gonna do a deep dive don't choke buddy uh we <laughs> might as well start in pools we're gonna go a b c and d if you guys are watching on youtube you might have a visual representation but if not we're gonna walk you through it regardless so don't worry uh pool a optic 4-0 phase 3-1 Ascend coming out in third place, uh, splitting the difference to 2 Fnatic coming out 1-3. and And the number one team in ANZ, the Chiefs, coming out with the Goose. 0-4 on top of that, 0-12, didn't win a single map in pools. Does this surprise you at all, Tim?
0: Uh, Chiefs not winning a single map, no. Uh, Fnatic Fnatic surprised me a little bit. I thought they would perform better. But that being said, if you look at the pool, I really do think that you know, Phase Clan and Optic bo- both came out so very strong. Optic was absolutely disgusting. Um, I, I I mean, 12, they they, they won 12 maps, only lo- uh, 12 and 2 in, in maps. And to me, an yeah. 86% win percentage in, in pools is already disgusting as it is. Um, you know, I, I really love that Optic won this tournament because it obviously changes things drastically. Uh, if they had lost, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this and all that, but uh, obviously they're in this pool, so I have to kind of mention it. If they had lost this tournament, I think, you know, um, you know, Worlds wouldn't be as exciting as it is now. Um, But uh, you're saying OpTic won the tournament? What? Yes. Spoiler alert,
1: bro. I sorry,
0: know. I mean sorry. Yeah. It's probably it's on our it's <laughs> on our thumbnail. It's on our title. How do you know the weren't
1: waiting for our show? They, they didn't watch it at all. They they, they weren't no. waiting. They, they, Podcast it, it,
0: over, guys. All right, it's over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I was very impressed, uh, honestly. And um, you know, as for the other other teams, I think that you know, Fnatic coming through from the open, you know, obviously a, a very large fight for them to to make it through and and to be able to you know, contend a little bit there. They they play, they you know, one and three in pools. Um, I think that that team has a little bit of a future, a little bit of a, a better future than they did before. I think Neighbors kind of uh, the big, one of the big pieces there, and of course suppressed Antarctic. Um, Ascend, uh, I think that they're very upset with, with their performance. I think that uh, obviously, you know, placing outside of the, the top 12, I believe it was, uh, is not what we expected. A lot of talent actually had ascend as you know what in their wild card at least, or you know even Gasket had had a fourth. Yeah, fourth. Like uh, definitely surprised a lot of people with that one. And then Chiefs, of course, um, a rough showing. Uh, they literally didn't win one map, so it was zero and twelve for them. Uh, definitely rough for their uh, for for what they wanted. But regardless, I think um, that pool was very um, very strong overall. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna agree 100%. I mean, uh, from the, from the top-down fanatic, we're, we're looking better than we expected them to. Let's be honest, this team's been a dumpster fire for quite some time for them to rebound bound with suppressed and Arctic. I thought it was great. Uh, obviously they didn't come out, you know, beating out Ascend, which we found out. They were wide open this tournament, but before, before pools were done, we didn't know. We thought Ascend were still gonna be contending for top six. Right. Uh, like you said before, Ascend, you, you came over to North America early you know you know what i'm saying like there there, there was resources that were that were funneled into this team for you to come in for you to boot camp for you to get ready get used to the time zones and specifically for this land
0: Yep. yep
1: now finishing third place in this pools not the end of the world when we talk about bracket play that's when we're really gonna uh, really expose Ascend a little bit. Hey, let's be honest. It's HS source. We're gonna we're, we're going to be honest about this. We, you honest. know, yep. we're gonna give praise where praise is due. But Tim, I know Tim's gonna hold me accountable. <laughs> we're not we're not gonna sugarcoat it. Uh, sh- sugar sugarcoat it. What the hell did I say? Sugarcoat it. We're not gonna <laughs> sugarcoat it. Phase. Um, I, th- I think it was good for FaZe to be able to beat out Ascend because it was possible Ascend could beat him out. Mm-hmm. Um. But in this pool, you know, it, it, it kind of happened what we expected, you know, for them to dominate and look closer to the team that we thought they were, nine owing everybody else. Them also taking Optic to game five, I thought was big. Because I think the way Optic were looking, as dominant they were looking, that might have been a 3 1 performance out of Optic. Yeah. So for them to take two and send it to game five and it maybe be as great as a series as it was, I thought was good, which uh, leads us into Pool B, which was the most competitive pool that we had it was a a pool a was tough but pool b was so competitive because you could have made an argument for anybody coming out of this team including the team that made it out of open in oxygen esports going to talk about them a little bit gamers first 4-0 12 and 2 map count very similar to optic Gaming, exactly the same excuse me oxygen splitting the difference two and two same for native gaming red and the same for quadrant eventually sent not able to get a single win very similar to chiefs but this went down to tiebreakers. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm gonna paint you guys a little bit of a picture here. So uh, stay stay with me, Tim. You you know where I'm going with this. Of course. Auction 30 Centinegata, no surprise. They get 0 3 by G1. That was dangerous. Mm. They need, they really needed to win against them, or so we thought. They go to game five with native red taking two off of them, and even going up against Quadrant, they were able to three, I'm sorry, they lost one three, but able to take one map off of Quadrant. Really important, because now we talk about Native Red, 3-0 against Centenegra. They were able to take G1 to game five. However, Oxygen take two games off for them, and quadrant take two games off of them so this right. is important for the tiebreaker and eventually it was quadrant that got oh three by g1 quadrant taking native red to, to game five and only able to take one game off of auction the reason why i'm going so far into this because what, what ended up happening is this came down to losses and auction esports lost one less game the Native Red and Quadrant. So even though Quadrant was almost guaranteed to finish second place, yeah. Alpha Friday, going into Saturday auction, coming in out of open and literally upset the number two team in Europe and Native Red, who are were, who were a red hot squad going in, it's fresh crazy. off of that reigniting the honeymoon phase, bringing Manny back. Tim, I've set the stage. The floor is
0: yours. Talk to me about Pool B. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, obviously, G1, we kind of expected them to perform this way, uh, coming off that second place placing in the Super. We expected them to to perform, especially with the other teams in their pool, but we didn't expect a three way tie. That was uh, phenomenal, and it, it made uh, it, everything so interesting. At the end of the day, there, of course, quadrant or oxygen. I'm sorry, you know that three one versus quadrant there really kind of set them up. And like you said, it was a one loss. It was one uh, less loss for Oxygen, that gave him that second place spot. And of course, for those of you guys that don't know, top two advanced to Worlds. They advanced to Worlds pool play. So, like, very important, uh, you know, 3-1 by them um, to make sure that, they, that, that it was secured. And, uh, of course, against a team like Quadrant who we thought would secure worlds and also we thought would place top eight. We thought, you know, Quadrant and Ascend would be those teams that, you know, place top eight and were, you know, kind of show up for Europe. But but it just didn't didn't happen that way, unfortunately. But, you know, for me, uh, I really think that uh, this was kind of a good... It was kind of like one of those stories where you're coming out of open bracket, you're able to kind of contend. You know, a team like Oxford Sports, but we got to talk about the player that that made it all happen. Uh, Collect right, the last a last minute decision for him to be last on the squad. Uh, yeah, we go to seconds here. I mean, replacing commonly, of course, but coming out of the squad, he's a very young player, still has a lot of growing to do. I've talked about this time and time again, but Collect came up and he showed up. And honestly, uh, you know there were talks about you know Fnatic picking up Collect and you know um, you know the you, apparently the offer was on the table, it was going to happen, but they decided against him because of his lan experience, which is understandable, right? You you can't bring someone to lan uh, uh, in a in a tournament is important as this tournament was, as important as Orlando was. It's the, it's the last chance qualifier for Worlds. You can't bring someone that you're that you're not confident in, right? So, so Fnatic ended up going with the more comfortable roster that's got that chemistry, but Oxygen is the one that qualifies for Worlds. Oxygen is the one with Collect that goes to Worlds, and now, you know, there's no question for Collect on land. The guy can perform when he needs to. It's that X factor that you we talk about time and time again, when your back's up against the wall, And you have to perform. There's only certain people that have that gene in them. And Collect is one of those people. So Oxygen, I can't wait to see what they do at Worlds with all this practice that they're going to obviously have. Um, As for Native Gaming Red, I thought they played really well in this tournament. I I was very impressed. I didn't think, um, honestly, I I didn't think that uh, that honeymoon stage would be all that big for them uh, coming to Orlando. But they obviously, you know picked up right where they left off and it was great to see Uh, again it comes to the question you know can they get to a point where you know maybe next season where they're able to break that barrier that they have there's a there's a very strong barrier there that that they've game red uh, formerly known as kcp has set up for themselves can they break through that to, to be a better team and uh you know again it all comes down to Teams like Quadrant, I I'm not exactly sure if they can play into pool play um, at Worlds. I know there's like a qualifying, uh, not a pool play, a qualifying bracket play or something like that. I'm not too sure. You can um, confirm that, Tony, but um, nothing. So they're so they're out till next season, which is unfortunate. Uh, them and Ascend are both out till next season. So, um, but really excited for Oxygen. Not, we'll see. I, Ascend? I
1: think Ascend is in the play in.
0: The play-in. thats I, what it's I, called. The play-in. Okay, got gotcha. you. I
1: believe Ascend is in the play-in, uh, but I'm not—I'm not exactly too sure. Uh, I'm at the—I'm at the confirm. It's like top confirm two that i Top two teams of each each region, right? So I, I think Ascend. I know. I know. I know. Quadrant aren't. I, I know that for a yeah. fact. But I believe Ascend still have a chance. Okay. Um, uh I, I, I believe it was navi and ascend that were technically top two gotcha quadrant that were left uh, that were left out uh, okay. to my knowledge uh i will gain confirmation on that in the comments down below i'll make sure that once i get confirmation i put that down there but i'm like 90 percent sure awesome um that's pretty much well, pack.
0: yeah that's pretty much it for group b and uh, for me i do want to kind of circle back really really fast um because i want to really hammer on this for group a real quick uh, you had brought up the point that FaZe took OpTic Gaming to a Game 5. I'm honestly going to sit here and and tell you that that game won OpTic the tournament. Um, I know that's really, really weird to say. But them winning that Game 5, being down, I believe it was 11 kills at one point, against FaZe, like, on main stage, is really what I think set up their mentality and their confidence going into the rest of their games. Because... Uh, even, even lucid, it said like, you know, they had that type of like structure and discipline to them. You know, when you're on that main stage, like, you know, for those of you guys who have never been on main stage, when you're on that main stage, you have this pressure of the lights, of course, but you also have this thing where mentally, if you're like, let's say you're, you know, you're destroying, uh, and you get a double kill or whatever overextending for that triple is just a normality for you. You know, you do it all the time. It's like second nature, uh, Having that discipline to sit back and like you know you're at it you're you're at a numbers disadvantage you've got to sit back you've got to make sure to play your life because of an objective coming up or or you know a power up coming up or whatever it's all timing it's all situational of course but uh you know I think that that winning that game five set them up for the win in this tournament in my opinion so I just want to make sure to kind of point that out because I thought that was like the pivotal game five for them.
1: No, I, I I love that uh, I I do and. uh, a lot of the criticism that came without the gaming was them being uncomfortable yeah them being uncomfortable being uncomfortable you know right, like yeah, th- right. them having to find them having to come out of their comfort zone come onto land and look as dominant as they do when they look online so i i can only imagine like if i'm lunchbox the coach you know i'm sitting there like you just came out on top of that phase game five right if you can do that against a legitimate contender who the hell was gonna stand in your path so um yeah I I, I mean I know I, I, I'm be honest I didn't think about it th- th- that way but yeah that that was huge for them um and uh, also huge for G1 to have a, a very similar performance yeah. uh, like you said 12 and two map count um great job for Oxygen coming out from open backup up but start off with the positives uh collect obviously joined the team that that very fast played to his play style. And I think he really excelled on oxygen where not, you know, for example, maybe if you put a collect on a, a, um, a G2 or E United, I don't, I mean, I'm sure he'll find success, but I don't know if he'll if he'll be as comfortable. I mean, that word again, as he was on oxygen, Esports. oxygen, play fast, play fast and get in your face, throw off your pacing. Very similar to a complexity, very similar to a native red. Mm -hmm. That's why their games are always so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to point out a little negative. Uh, quadrant you're the number two team out of europe was navi has something to say about this now you can't let oxygen come out of open bracket and bully you i'm sorry you 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 can't and 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 i I feel like i feel like quadrant can win that series Mm. if quadrant are playing their best game that is a lot more competitive than getting 3-1 by Oxygen, especially, again, a new team that's coming together. Quadrant are good. Right. And and Quadrant played the game the right way, and they have pop-off potential. Do I have to remind you what Chick and SLG did with their back-to-back overkills on G1 yeah. back in Kansas City? Because I will. Yep. You you, you got to come out on top. I, I'm not mad at you for getting 0-3'd by G1, but I will say... You should have got at least a win off of that. By the way, you beat G1 in a game five in Kansas City, by the way. You should have got at least one win on G1. But to come and get 3-1, that's what I'm pissed about. Yeah. I think they should be too. There's rumors about the squad maybe going through a little bit of changes. Uh, you know, they just got partnered. There's now, now there's even bigger expectations on you. Oh yeah, You didn't qualify for Worlds. You just got partnered. Coming into season two... You better hit the ground, freaking run it. <laughs> Screw that. Forget running. You're you're an F1 racing team. Hit the ground. I don't know drifting. I don't I don't know Tim. <laughs> I, I, but I'm saying there's expectations on you, just like there's expectations on Native Red. There's not too long ago we're talking about them being the ultimate dark horse team. Yeah. We talked about this this pool being wide open. They could have came out the win. In fact, they, they they were the favorites coming out. To Mo, to some. I still had G1 a little bit ahead of them. Sorry, but. I'm thinking the same thing with Native Red. You 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 have to find a way to close out these game fives. You're you're a pretty good slayer team. I've seen you take slayers off of optic sentinels and scrims. I've seen you take slayers off of good teams. Yeah. You gotta do it against G1. You gotta do it against a stumbling quadrant. So a great job to auction esports. Really disappointed with Quadrant and Native Red. I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I have high expectations for both of these squads, so I'm not being hard on them just to be a jerk. I'm being hard on them because my expectations are high of them. Yeah. Going into the, going into world, I believe I believe Native Red might be in the play in possibly. I'm not exactly sure. Actually, I, don't, I don't know to be honest with you. But either way, going into season two, I want to see a hot start out of them. This this is where. This is where we find out what you're truly made of. It's not about you know you coming into the to, to these tournaments uh, you know what, when you have a tons of momentum on your side. Now it's about how do you bounce back, how do you recover because it's very easy to roll over teams when it's going downhill. Right, right. When you're stopped, how do you pick up that momentum? Good luck to them going forward. Uh, Pool C. I know we spent a lot of time on this. <laughs> hey, it's a good show. It's gonna be a good. One. It's gonna be a good one. Um, Sentinels 4-0 g2 three one even against navi which by the way navi were looking very good even took the first game off of Sentinels. we know that personally tim we We got the chance to see that uh firsthand uh tss came in we're able to take a win off team cruelty sadly not able to get a win in map count it was a 12-1 performance by Sentinels. i don't think anybody was surprised by that g2 finishing second i know i know i wasn't surprised I, I will say, I was surprised by Navi's performance. I think Navi played absolutely incredible, and I'm really surprised TSS were able to make it out of open, because it was a tough open bracket. Right, it was, yeah. Talk to me a little bit about Paul C. The floor is yours.
0: Uh, so, Sentinels came out really, really strong, obviously. Uh, you know, that one game against Navi was, you know, it's kind of what we expected, you know, with Sentinels starting off so slow, but um, they they definitely started to pick up steam, obviously going 12-1. and 1. That's a 92% uh win percentage which which to me is crazy because that's the highest I think in any pool at all period um yes which is Mm -hmm. which is huge I think that they played phenomenal um but I like even watching their games I I in my head I was just thinking there's you know there's no this is not all Sentinels have like there's so much more to this and um they kind of broke that stigma though starting slow you know and and showed everyone that they don't start slow that you know they do pick it up and of course their pool isn't it's not like, a, you know, a crazy pool. Of course, they have G2, who I have to talk about, it. Uh, by the way. I am very impressed with G2. Um, this is with no practice uh, with Barcode. We, you know, have mentioned this multiple times, but it's it's got to be said, you know, you have a player who you've just added to the team. He played with you in the super, and then you come out and you're just this good with a player you have haven't practiced with at all. I'm excited to see what this team does at Worlds. Like, They have a month, so Barcode's going to be scrimming for a month with G2, uh, you know, three weeks or whatever, and, you know, putting in that work, putting in that time, and what will they be with that time is my question. What kind of team will they become? You know, I think Barcode is the focus, in my opinion. I think he even said it himself. You and I had a conversation with him uh, one of the nights, and he had said, you know, when I'm popping off and when I'm starting to play well, everyone else kind of comes along with me. And I, I talk about those type of players all the time. And Barcode is one of them. It's the X factor. Um, So very impressed with their performance. Of course, Navi, uh, you know, they ended up clutching it out. They ended up winning. Um, you know, they ended up qualifying for, for worlds, uh, which is, which is awesome. You know, they're one of those teams that, you know, in their region, weren't really looking like they were very good, but now it's like a, it's like a different. It's a different type of question you're asking. Like, can they perform now when they get to Worlds? They, you know, they're obviously one of the underdogs, um, but they've made it that far. Of course, TSS also qualifying. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, for Worlds as well. Um, so very good on them. That's Ace's new team. They're just kind of a Ace uh, kind of. Expl- he explains them as just a bunch of rejects, uh, a team teammates that you know got kicked off previous teams, and you know they had to come up with something last minute, put it together. And I mean, they ended up performing when, when necessary. Um, I believe they, uh, let's see. Uh, so they, they won against J-Links, um, but they got three o'd versus uh, g one. Um, either way. I, I think that this, this pool was like one of the weaker ones, um, ex- you know, besides obviously Sentinels and, and G two, but I think like Sentinels, obviously that 12 one explains, you know, that they looking at the pool, that 12 one is explained um, that that was definitely a weaker pool but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I, my big thing is what G2 is going to be able to do. You know, what are they going to be able to do with practice? You know, practice is no longer going to be like that, that term that we use. You no, know, because a month is a long time, and you can kind of really... It depends on how much work you put in, Tony, right? We've talked about this before with other teams that we're not going to mention. We're not watching Vaughn and, you know, not really taking it very seriously. Like, it all depends on what you do at that time. Practice is one thing. You can get on the game and play 12 hours a day, that's one thing, right? But if you if you have one guy who plays 12 hours a day, but then you have one guy that plays 3 hours a day but also does 3 hours of bot review and also does 3 hours of uh you know whatever uh team bot review and his you know bot review of his own gameplay, that that player that does the bot review, that player that puts in that extra work is going to be the one that that you know comes out on top, that you know starts that performs better in my opinion. So, uh that's it for pool uh group C, pool C for me. Team cruelty. I mean, you know, uh, zero and twelve. So you know, uh, unfortunate for them, but uh, it's pretty much expected. Uh, but yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I was happy with everybody's performance from top to bottom. TSS coming out of the open bracket was great. Navi looking as good as they did. You know, a lot. I mean, I I was talking about Ascend. I was talking about Quadra. I think we all were. So Navi said cool don't don't put the spotlight on us just watch what we do because we've always been a tough land team to deal with All right. great to them g2 played lights out we're going to talk to them more about about them in bracket play and sentinels in pool play played amazing like you said you know they they got the the proverbial monkey off their back of starting off tournament slow 12 and one and the only game he lost was the first game of the entire tournament there right, was man. a chance they could have 13 owed um yeah i mean i was just going to be 12 vote uh, great great for them. In uh, pool play. Great for them. We'll talk about them a little more. Pool D. Cloud 9 didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> United came out with the 12-2 map count. and Man, was it exciting to watch. They 3-1 Cloud 9 3-0'd everyone else. Impressive work. I'm sorry, excuse me. Excuse me. They did lose once at... They lost one to Lings, actually united they lost one to cloud nine mm-hmm. and they lost one game to J links as well interesting and then three-o'd uh space station gaming and fallen esports or falling esports which is that squad that um that was um uh sporting kratos yeah space station gaming not having their starting pelu god instead having their coach nugget fill in uh really tough yeah very tough. um I, we'll talk about space gaming a little bit more because obviously in pools, you know, it's really tough to play without your starter. But Jalen's able to finish out third, Cloud9 finishing out second in pools, and e United finishing first. I thought that was huge. I think I think e United with Snipe Down.
0: Dude.
1: Hmm. It, it, it was so funny that Snipe Down goes from getting called washed to joining united and looking like a stud man it's, yeah dude i i couldn't tell if i was watching 08 or 2022 sniped down <laughs> it was it was fun to watch it was it was it was great ryanu played really well with a great igl i think rain had a couple pop-off games as well uh Suspector, so just one of the one of the harder kills in the game with his movement and his creativity i really enjoyed watching united and I want to talk a little bit more about cloud nine and bracket play because I thought they were quite impressive in bracket play but they were the favorites going in and i think cloud nine should have won this pool sadly they didn't uh like i said jaylen's getting a win off of ssg great Following esports sadly, uh, only taking one map in pools, it's tough. It was, uh, you know, it's tough to come out of open. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll talk a little more about SSG going into bracket play as well. Even though Tabbuds is a freaking monster with a shock rifle, good mm-hmm. God, he was <laughs> disgusting. Uh, do you want to fill in a little bit more? I'm I'm gonna cut that short because uh, I I know we're running really long on pool play. Do you want to? The floor is lo- or yours if you want to talk about Group D.
0: Yeah, just real quick. Uh, United, yes. I think snipedown looks phenomenal on that squad. and It all comes down to play style and chemistry, right? He wasn't feeling the chemistry on on phase. He didn't like his teammates. I think, again, we talk about that all the time. It's a very important thing to to have that mental, um, you know, that positive mentality. And when you're with players that you don't like, it's really hard to want to win. And that's just where snipedown was. He didn't want to win. He didn't want to be on the team. He didn't want to play with them. So, I mean, getting on a United uh, team that has a slower pace of game, he can play comfortably in his play style, but also play comfortably because he likes his teammates. So, right there we have that. Cloud9 starting off really, in my opinion, starting off really slow in, on, on Friday. And, and then, you know, Saturday... Getting a little bit better, starting to pick it up a little bit, and then Sunday, my goodness gracious, a completely different squad. I mean, I didn't expect what I saw out of them on Sunday. I think Penguin was the big factor for me. Uh, You know, that objective player who came to play started slaying out of his mind. We talked about Eco picking up that slaying potential, but Penguin really picked it up. I think it was 1.7 in in the Slayer KD by Sunday or something like that. Absolutely disgusting uh, from him in bracket play. Uh, But yeah, I think Cloud9... Uh, really picked it up when necessary. Obviously, we'll talk about their placement later on. But um, United really good of uh, Space Station Gaming, of course. Uh, like you said, I, I think that uh, Coach did you know did a great job. I thought I thought he kept up, which was great. But, but you know that team's been dealing with struggles from day one. We're talking you know Raleigh, I Space Station has been dealing with struggles. So only only continuing on that story, uh, we'll see if they can potentially you know um have a better turnout there. But uh, again, uh, great showing from everybody uh, regardless. I think that uh, Cloud9 really stepped it up uh, towards the end there.
1: Yeah, I love that you brought up Penguin. I, I, I saw a level of consistency and aggression out of Penguin that, dude, it it, it was refreshing oh, to yeah. watch. That was the best that we've seen Penguin. Again, like you said, an, an objective player, but really being a standout slayer on land when his team needed him the most. Well, it was incredible to watch. I, I I was I was ecstatic to watch it, uh, almost ecstatic I was to watch Tapping Buzz with that shock rifle <laughs> and uh, and like you said, E United, uh, really coming to play and really playing well. So the teams that qu- officially qualify for Worlds, uh, off of you know pool play and and off of bracket play, would be Optic, Cloud9, Phase, Sentinels, E United, G2, G1, Austin Esports, Navi, Native Red, Team War tss the teams that are in the play-in try to make it through are going to be fanatic and complexity mm-hmm. ascend jaylings space station gaming team cruelty chiefs and divine mind uh, wow. so i just wanted to show you, uh, you know, after pool plan oh, everything was all said and done those are the teams that to be making it to worlds now let's talk a little bit about bracket play We'll go right through round number one. If there's any matchup that you really want to hone in on, you know, just jump in after uh, after we're done, Absolutely. and uh, uh, and yeah, let's let's talk. Let's take, let's take it one at a time. Optic Gaming three zero Auction Esports. Auction played absolute lights out in pool play. They even played really well over down a lower bracket, which we'll talk about that a little bit more. Not surprised, Optic Gaming top team in the world. If you want to chime in, you're more than welcome to, but it was a (laughs) 3-0. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't think so. Nothing to say there. (laughs) Yeah, United going up against G2. I was actually excited to watch that because I feel like G2 are – are very similar to e United I talk about it all the time i, I feel like e United do what g two do just better yeah so i was I was really curious to see where G two because we've seen their improvement. we've seen them bringing in barcode and they played well in lower bracket they played well in pool play, sadly weren't able to get a win against e united um but G2 on the way, we'll talk about them a little bit more. Yeah. Did you want to chime in anything on that round two mm-hmm. or is that,
0: that second match? Round one, no, not, not too much to talk about there. I yeah. think, uh, I think United, I think, you, I think you're
1: gonna want to talk a little bit about the second half, though. We're gonna oh, start yeah. off with Cloud Nine 3 1ing Sentinels. Oh, yeah. let, let, let me repeat that Cloud Nine pulling off the three one against central the very team that four oh swept them in the grand final in kansas city cloud 9 3-1 in those tim i'm just gonna let you go
0: i mean so we we uh you know didn't expect that and uh you know uh unfortunately there were you know predictions that were done and you know hcs had asked us to do predictions and such like that and uh, it really made me very biased uh, unfortunately and uh um, I I have to try and get my mentality. If I'm gonna do those predictions, still, um, I have to try and get my mentality around that because uh, you know, obviously, seeing this, uh, seeing you know, Cloud Nine kind of destroy Sentinels, it, it was just really difficult uh, for my mentality and kind of difficult for me to really kind of look at the game as a whole. Um, but I didn't expect Sentinels to to go down that fast. And then we had a talk with Snakebite. Aka PJ, uh, amongst the, the casters, uh, we actually Tony and I we, we had we had dinner with him, and uh, he was really mentioning before we had gone out to dinner, he was mentioning how he's not very happy with you know the fact that you know you're playing you're not playing every single game type or every single map in in the in the game. You're you're kind of doubling down on a whole bunch of maps and a whole bunch of game types, and it kind of what happens with that is it doesn't really allow teams that are you know better at one game type, uh, but not good at another game type to kind of even out. Uh, so unfortunately, if like, if the, the, you know, it comes down to, um, you know, just that series layout, not having enough game types that go in your favor. You just kind of at that point or, or, or playing around your play style, you just kind of at that point have to just do your best. And that's what Snakebite bite was talking about. And uh, I don't really know, um, you know, where he's coming from with that. Cause I'm not a pro player, um, but it's interesting to kind of hear his side of things and hear, you know, why, you know, why he thinks they underperformed. He said at KC, they had the best series layouts possible. Like it was uh, it was all of their strong game types, all their strong, you know, um, uh, you know, maps and, and such that really kind of gave them that edge and that advantage. And they kind of just ran with it. Uh, and We saw that, obviously. Um, but, you know, very difficult loss for them. I'm sure it definitely hit the mental a little bit on that one.
1: Tough loss. It really was. He talked about this not only uh, at at our dinner, but he talked about it often on stream since then. Um, and it, it's tough. I, I mean, at the end of the day, Sentinels got they got a bad uh, matchup. Yeah. But also, Cloud Nine stepped up. Yes, they did. And 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 did what needed to be done. Cloud Nine played incredible. So. The last thing I want to do is also is take anything away from them, right? Uh, on you know on on the circumstances were there for them to win, but you still have to win, and you still have to do it against Sentinels on land. Yeah, uh, what do you what do you, you call them? You, what do you
0: say? Uh, Sunday Sen- Sen- instead of Championship Sen- Sunday. <laughs> it was Championship Sunday. Yeah, I was so biased. Like we, had, I ended up doing some film review with Bravo, like uh, I think it was like two days ago or something, or uh, last week sometime, and oh it. Like listening to a back man, like I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate for Sentinels, and oh crap, Sentinels should have done this, and it, it, like I'm literally like, it's it was bad, but yeah, I mean, uh, a little bit too much bias there for me as a caster, but regardless, uh, Cloud Nine definitely did come to play, uh, especially on Saturday and Sunday.
1: And uh, I was really proud of them, I, honestly. I, I was, and we're gonna talk about them more going forward, but uh, but yeah, I think I think Cloud Nine uh did, did their thing, um. True, you you just bias off a of good gameplay, don't worry. And, yeah. <laughs> we, we, just want to, we just want to see great gameplay. that that's what we bias for. We right. we buy bias, I'm biased for storylines. Give, give me a storyline and I'll story run lines. with
0: it. I, absolutely. Um
1: phase able to 3-1 G one. 3-1 G mm. one G1, kind of <laughs> talk, talk a little bit. Um I, did, I think that was big for FaZe. I think G1 uh, definitely caught them a little bit off guard at the uh, NA super. Um and I think that was really important uh phase since then has almost like a totally different team shoot one player and they they have been a totally different team and looking a lot more like the championship team that we expected to be contending for going into this tournament and i think this was a huge i think this was a huge um test for them oh yeah because i feel like phase have historically struggled against teams that are structured so like I, when I think of teams that are structured, I think of the EU Uniteds, G One Sentinels, Optics. They're teams that that are very disciplined. I think you mentioned you talked you talked a little about Optics discipline mm. earlier. It's it, it's tough to deal with, and I feel like historically struggled against team with that kind of discipline. And G One, although young, play well beyond their years. I think we could all agree on that. Oh, yeah. The way they approach the game is very is very methodical, very you know very EU United. uh uh uh, optic and sentinels like in their approach how they play the game especially going into capture the flag so i think this win was really important for phase uh you know and obviously you know g1 ultimate underdogs would have loved to see them go further in the winner's bracket but you're still going up against phase it legitimately Contending for winning this tournament, where G1 were trying to pull off some major upsets in order to get into that grand finals. Do you, I, I'm sure you want to talk a little about about it? So again, floor is yours, Tim. G1 and Phase.
0: Yeah. So G1, obviously, um, I expected them to put up more of a little bit more of a fight, but this Phase roster, like uh, you know, like we've seen, have really stepped it up with Nick on the squad, and again, chemistry is king. Period. End of story. Nothing else to say. That is the most important thing, in my opinion, on a team is your chemistry. Is your chemistry with the players, Your uh, your the way you are outside of the game, the way you are in the game, it all adds up to to success. And we've seen, we haven't really seen, if you look at the history, we haven't really seen teams that are like, they just hate each other, but they're able to be champions. It just kind of like, it doesn't work out. Um, and, you know, with Nick as an addition to the roster, Faze just look phenomenal. This G1 roster, though, they're coming off of a second place placing in the super. Obviously, they're literally on Cloud Nine after beating Cloud Nine in a game five. And, you know, a very tight, uh, very tight game at that at the very end. It was incredible to watch. But again, our question was, can they can they kind of do that on land as well? I think against the old phase roster they would have they would have been an opposite it would have been three one g one obviously, but again this phase roster way too strong and we see that again in the next bracket as well I'm sure we'll go over that um just really uh, just a, an incredibly strong roster in this phase roster but uh, I really still really love the attitude of g one we, we got you and I got to talk to Kenny Vicaro a little bit and I got to talk to him as well and he's just so passionate about the game like I absolutely love this work uh g one and um I can't wait to see, you know, how they prepare for Worlds, how they're able to kind of come back at Worlds and just, you know, have a little bit of a better placing. Of course, you know, G1, uh, 7th through 8th, you know, not the the performance they wanted, but regardless, um, I I really do think that um, this phase roster just came to win. And uh, unfortunately, they did not, but they played really well. And um, we talk about practice. They didn't have a lot of it either. You know, adding Nick really, you know, right before Orlando, it's a big change, but it, it ended up working out for them.
1: Yeah, sadly the uh, Booboo Doo Revenge Tour wasn't able to uh, to end the way they wanted to. However, uh, I think I think G One did still play well, and we'll probably talk a little more about the elimination bracket. Maybe that's where they shined a bit more. I think we could probably all agree on that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Obviously faced. Oh, not obviously. three one in G One to move on to winner winners bracket round two, where Optic Gaming three one EU United. Uh, it's a tough matchup for United. Um, really proud of them to play the way they did, even able to beat out Cloud9, but Optic Gaming went in here as the as the favorites going in, especially after winning that game five against FaZe. Like you said, you even went out on a limb and said that, in, in, in your opinion, that that winning that game kind of, almost almost proved to themselves that yo we oh, can yeah. freaking do this Change like everything. like th- like I, and I, th- I think it was a great point optic gaming 3-1 united i can't say i'm super surprised there um optic gaming guaranteed to respond to winners finals you want to
0: touch on that a little bit not much no optic gaming came to win yeah. they came to win that was it <laughs> that, united was just in their way
1: <laughs> they had the championships whites on baby that's right uh Lower bracket, I'm sorry, well, excuse be lower of this uh, winner's bracket, faced 3-1 over Cloud9. I think that's a big one. That's a big one. You know, obviously, I mean, let, let's get the elephant out of the room right off the rip. Uh, Renegade leaving Cloud9 to join, the, well, to, uh, the rumors were he was going to try to join Sense. But was eventually found his place on this phase roster yeah. and... They're actually, I mean, consistently in these smaller tournaments, ESA and other uh, JJ events and other tournaments that come up, FaZe have been able to get the best of Cloud9, but Cloud9 really showing that they are a land team, and when you get them on land, you have to deal with them, and FaZe dealt with them in that 3-1. I thought that was a big win for them, because the same way you said that, the same way you kind of alluded to Optic Gaming really coming into their own off of that Game 5 win, I think FaZe getting over that Cloud9 hump on land, yeah, was huge. Their, oh, yeah. what was huge for their mental, and I think I, I think that was a, a booster saying, "You know what? Hey, we belong here. We can win this tournament. There's a reason why people have us in championship contens- uh, contention, and." them getting that win was huge going to the winners finals and obviously from there we'll talk about that a little bit more but still you know, i think that was a big win for phase over cloud nine
0: yeah i think uh we, we talk about the intangibles all the time i think that's one of the big intangibles right there is renegade you know um as good as cloud nine is on land i think all of phase is also very good on land and you know they proved it there and renegade i think he's one of those players that uh you know, he's got that drive, and we had an interview with him after the Grunt Classic, and he talked about, you know, I don't care. Uh, I just want to win. I want to win. That's it. End of story. No more no more to say. And that's the kind of attitude of a champion. That's, that's the attitude of a champion. And I think Renegade, you know, with a little more time on this roster, I think FaZe is going to, like I said before, um, and, you know, obviously this roster has changed, but I did say that FaZe uh, would contend for Worlds, like winning Worlds, and I think that with some practice, there's a potential of that. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, but... Regardless, this was a big win for Renegade. I think it uh, also—I was expecting it to kind of just spill over into this uh, winners finals against uh, Optic Gaming. But we'll we'll talk about that. It didn't really necessarily happen that way. Um, This is just uh, one of those stories where, again, you're you're fighting for something more than just the win. And uh, Phase Phase pulled out.
1: Well, we're going to talk about a little bit. uh, Talk about a little bit. It's winners finals.
0: Optic three zero over Phase Tim. Yeah, I mean, oh, what did you want to say about that? Yeah, I mean, just the, like I expected that momentum to kind of carry over, but uh, it's just the battle of the titans at that point. Optic was just there to win the tournament. Period. They that's that was what was on their mind. I truly do think, and I I can't wait for these um these you know documentaries to come out. You know, all these like top yeah. orgs, they have these documentaries <laughs> that come out and explain a lot of the in depth stuff, and you can kind of see behind the scenes. I swear to you, I will be very happy if I hear them say what I said because I didn't talk to any of the team. I didn't say, and I didn't ask them about, you know, that game five win over FaZe, but you could just see a different Optic Gaming. Like, look at, like, the, you can't see the Winners' Bracket in, in front of you right now, but, I mean, Winners' Bracket round one three zero three one 3 0 3-1 against United, and then a, a 3-0 against FaZe. I mean, like, these guys, that was a big turning point for them because, again, they were down in the game. It is very easy to be... Down in the game, uncomfortable, like you had said, Tony. Again, I want to touch on that. Uncomfortable and, you know, being uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, they were able to pull back. They were able to, able to, you know, be the optic we've seen online in their comfortable space, in their little, you know, facility, It's a huge facility. I shouldn't say little. In, in, in their facility, you know, we saw that on LAN. And the fact that they're able to break that bear, I mean... Optic Gaming, if they continue on that mentality and they keep pressing on that, like Lucid said in the interviews, like Lucid has said, you know, we we are being disciplined and he was really happy with their performance. If they can continue that, man, they like we have a very big worlds on our hands because we have Optic. We have FaZe who are fighting for that. We have Sentinels obviously fighting for that cloud nine. um, Regardless, though, I think Optic Gaming was on a tear and the momentum of Renegade and FaZe winning against cloud nine. They just couldn't touch it against Battle of the Titans at that point. Like. Um, optic gaming just played phenomenal they really did
1: they really did and uh and and like you said it 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 was about getting comfortable being uncomfortable getting out of your comfort zone Yeah. and optic gaming got into the zone here on land and now and then now i would say that to be the favor going into walls before oh, yeah. we get there i'm if it's okay with you for the sake of time yeah I'm gonna rapid fire through the elimination bracket all the way to about losers round five. If there's any matchup you want you want to talk deeper about, just cut me off and 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 I I will give you the floor. But I'm I'm gonna try to rapid fire through just for the sake of time. elimination round one. Proton gaming over uh three-two over Chiefs. Uh Proton Gaming Common. The landing place for Common after getting dropped on of Esports. Literally almost felt like seconds of going into this event. Big win for them. War 3-0 over falling esports. Love Kratos. Sadly, doesn't make it very far in the tournament. Complexity 3 over cruelty. Anime Demons 3 over Centon Negata. Going into round two. Proton Gaming also going into game five against SSG, but SSG getting the win. War. over quadrant quadrant one of the favorites going into this tournament to make it to the top 12. they get taken down by team war in a game five big for team war we're going to talk more about that going to next round Fnatic 3-1 over complexity surprise their complexity have been red hot we've been wanting to we wanted them to perform on land very similar to optic obviously not with the same expectations Fnatic coming out of nowhere getting the three one good for them tss three over anime demons uh a lot of the tss members were actually familiar with anime demons they played with them uh 3-0 big win for tss gotta love ace can't have a world championship without ace come on now navi 3-0 over ssg uh ace i was sorry, sorry excuse me ascend getting one three by war so back to back team war Taking down the top teams out of Europe, and that's where things got exciting. They, oh, yeah. they the crowd was on their side. We, we kind of all became Team War fans <laughs> uh, at Orlando. Um, Native Red three over Fnatic, big win for Native Red as they try to make a run through the elimination bracket. TSS three over Jay Ling's going into lose bracket round four. If you want to stop me at any point in time, Auction yeah. three two over Navi. No. I love Navi, but Oxygen, come on, man, Collect is nasty. Yeah. Uh, really excited to see if they if they match up again. That would be fun. Uh, G two three over War. At one point, I think uh, at one point, Envoy and Rami were filling in for G two. We talk we talk about Team War as like almost the leftovers, you know. Mm-hmm. Tony two, formerly of G one, Envoy, uh, formerly of Fnatic, Rami, formerly of every team in the league. It seems like and Hysteria, <laughs> formerly of Complexity. Uh, they were to come together. Sadly, G two stop there, run the 3-0 fashion sentinels 3 over native red would have loved to see native red pull off the upset or at least get a win on sentinels you know i, I love the native red i love me an underdog story sadly come on it's Sentinels. let's be real g1 3-0 over tss now we're going to lose bracket round number five now that we kind of rapid fired off for of that oxygen able to take g2 to game five not able to get the win G two coming out in game five during the right to play against cloud nine for their tournament lives. Anything you want to say about that matchup?
0: Uh, I didn't get to watch it. I think we we're casting another matchup at that point. So I didn't get to really watch it too, too much, but I mean, going to a game five G two coming out on top. We talked about barcode before I just kind of harp on that one. I, I, I more want to talk about the next one. We're going to, that you're going to mention bear. Okay,
1: fair. It's, all right. Sentinels game five against G one. Uh, G1 eating away at a crazy lead to, and a game five trying to upset Sentinels would have been the lowest place for Sentinels. A in Halo Infinite possibly in Halo history would have felt like <laughs> if they would have been knocked out here. G1 went at Sentinels, gave it all they got. Tim, you said you got something to say. Go ahead. I, I just,
0: this was, this was incredible. Okay. This was a 50-49 yeah. game, Live Fire Slayer, and... We talked about it at the dinner table with, with Snakebite. He literally made the play. And of course he brushes it off and says, No, it was uh, you know, to- to- it was lethal. You know, Lethal made the play, blah, blah, blah. Like, but he doesn't give himself enough credit. He literally called the play to win the game. He was peak shooting on pillars when three of the members, three members of G2 or G1, I'm sorry, were looking at him. He was peak shooting, putting damage into every single one of them. He calls for Frosty to come out from bottom center to help him on the push and calls out 3 weak players and stays alive that entire time to the point where Lethal and Frosty are able to make a play. Lethal dodged, like, two spike grenades somehow uh, or something. I I forgot exactly what it was. I believe he dodged two spike grenades, stayed alive. It was – I want to go through this one day and kind of break this thing down because it was such an incredible play. We're talking about – I believe Sentinels were down – uh, 47 to 49 I think I'm not exactly sure 48 49 regardless they come back one play call and again I talk about I I got to talk real quick about like you know the the double igl on the t- on the side of Sentinels I don't like it I understand that Frosty is a very knowledgeable player I understand that like you know he he knows you know he he knows the place to make and when to make them and I understand that they're kind of splitting the igl role but I I think once again that this call give Snakebite that confidence. Like he made the call and, and I, I love his play calling. I think his play calling is phenomenal. He's very like I think he's one of the smartest minds in Halo in my opinion. Um it just goes to show it right here. I mean uh, that's that's a that's a huge win. I mean G1 coming off of a like dude, it was such a crazy series, but like them, you know, such a heartbreaking loss. You literally have in your hands the chance to knock down a dynasty in their worst placing ever. And you know it's by one kill, absolutely incredible. But anyway,
1: you know, you, you said you don't you don't like it. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's maybe. And it sounds weird, but maybe it's a strength of theirs. You know, one thing that maybe. we we got the chance to sit down and talk about. We talk to Royal One, and he talked about everyone on that team able to fill any role. Yeah, anyone could step up as a Slayer. Anyone can step up as an objective player. Everybody can be responsible for holding down those rotations. Like everyone is able to step up in any given role. Yeah. And that includes an IGL role. Like, and so, I mean, most of the time it's snakebite. But for him and the rest of the team to have the trust in anybody to make a play call, Sometimes it's Frost stepping up, but who knows? Maybe maybe Leto's, I mean, Leto's in charge of, of controlling rotation, controlling, you know, ball movement and whatnot. Yeah. If he makes a play call, that maybe it's that. Faith in each other. Maybe yeah, I mean to it, fill in that role. I I I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just I'm just spitballing, here. Yeah, no,
0: no, I mean I agree with you. I think that uh, as long as there's no headbutting, uh, I think it's fine. I think yes. the minute mm-hmm. the minute something occurs that goes wrong or whatever, then, you know, maybe it starts to hurt the chemistry of the team, but I you're right. I think that this is a dynasty for like Sentinels are a dynasty team for a reason. Like the these guys have won so many tournaments, been in this situation so many times. You know they they have that level of chemistry that no other team in my opinion has. Um, I just I just would hope that there's no headbutting there, and I don't know if there is or not. I don't know if like you know Snakebite makes a bad makes a bad call, and Frosty's like, why would you make that call? And then all of a sudden, like I talked about this at the beginning of the season or whatever, or it was like mid season or something. There, you know, Snakebite wasn't IGLing at all, and Frosty was taking the IGL role. And you know, Snakebite makes one call, and they win the game because of that call. And Frosty goes to him and says, hey. You, that was a great call. I, I really uh, appreciate you making that call, and like I said, I appreciate you listening to me. Like that's that's the type of stuff. If you're saying that, there, you know, you know, the headbutting, you know, is you know is happening at some point, right? But but you know, they won that tournament, and they you know they looked horrible up until that moment, and so I think it, you know there's a level of confidence that you get from making the right play call and being able to be that play caller. Um, I just as long as they're not butting heads, then freaking great. I mean. You have two big three, four big IQs on the team, take it, you know, and run with it.
1: I think I think we are gonna go a little bit over on time here, but I think the content is good. For the sake of time, Dom, let Chum just give you the floor on this one. Sentinels yeah. able to go game five on E United. Great for United. Take them game five. Yeah. Sentinels come out with the win. Floor is yours.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, this is. I'll, I'll make it quick. I mean, going Game Five against the United, that's not really what Sentinels had expected. So, like, I think that kind of set them up for failure in, in, against Cloud Nine. I don't think they wanted to lose two maps. Wait, did they
1: reverse sweep? Wait, hold on. Did, did E United win the first two yes, games? Yes, they,
0: they did. But like, that—that's the thing. Like, go, uh, y- yes, okay. So you can get the momentum going from that reverse sweep. I think the reverse sweep is huge. But like losing those those two games, and and we're talking like a winners round two. I mean, to me, I I just. That's not Sentinels. Like Sentinels don't lose to United. Like I, I, I don't think that. In, in my opinion, I think I mean, it had it was a mixture to do with Sentinels, you know, losing those two games. Which you're right, they were in the beginning. They did a reverse sweep afterwards. We didn't get to watch it, but it was it, we heard it. We heard we heard the crowd, and then going against a, a you know a hot Cloud Nine, you know what I mean? Who who just three O G two? Like I, I just feel like there's a little bit of a, a discrepancy there, like. You know, 3-0-ing G2 and then 3-0-ing Sen in the next one. Like, uh, I feel like Cloud9 really started to pick a stride. And If Sen had 3 0 United, I think they would have more confidence going into this next one. Uh, I, maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Well, Tim, you stole my thunder. Because as you said, <laughs> loses is back in round number seven.
1: This is, the, this is the elimination semifinals. Cloud9 able to 3-0 Sentinels again. 3-1 in the winner's bracket, yeah. 3-0, 6-1 the, between winners and losers. Again, the very team that 4-0 them in grand finals in Kansas City, Cloud9, able to be sentinels not one, but two times and do it in dominant fashion. Cloud9 looked absolutely incredible in the lower bracket of Championship Sunday. Anything you want to say about C9?
0: I think Bound really popped off. I think he, you know, uh, we said it during our cast I think there is no longer bound replacing Renegade or bound trying to fill Renegade's shoes. I think he proved right there and then that he is the shoe. Like he doesn't need to fill anyone's shoes. He is, he's the guy he's bound. He's not to be compared with any other player. And he proved it there. I mean, I think he had a subpar performance up until that point, but I think at that point right there, he really nailed himself as, you know, uh, extremely good player rookie of the year as well. Um, you know, there's a reason for it. The guy came on land in Raleigh, first land event. Now, look at him now. Like, he's, you know, um, he's playing phenomenal. And uh, he started to really hit his stride towards the end there. And I think that, uh, you know, Cloud9 going to the loser's bracket was good for them because it gave them more reps, you know, uh, in the tournament land setting going into Worlds as well. Um, but anyway, that's, that's another story for another day.
1: Going into winners bracket, I'm sorry, should, should be elimination bracket finals. The winner of this makes it to grand finals. We saw phase and cloud nine and then a three-one result in the winners bracket. And we saw another three-one result almost exactly the same, except opposite. It wasn't phase that won. It was cloud nine that won. Tim, talk to me a little bit about cloud nine versus phase.
0: Um, I am assuming again I I don't know like this is why the documentaries are so good I just ended up watching G1s it came out 12 days ago it was about uh, the super really cool documentary but like you can kind of see inside the minds of these players Um, if I'm here I'm assuming that you know losing 3-0 to optic was very painful for this phase roster and then a coming off of again a red-hot c9 they did get one game off of them, but we're talking about a, a phase team that just beat them in winners round two, 3-1. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like this is what momentum does. This is what confidence gives you. This is what that, you know, confident mental gives you is it gives you this ability to kind of, you know, take this game and just yeah, just ride off of just, a, you know, 3-0 against G2, a 3-0 against Sentinels. Like, we're, like you said, 4-0 Sentinels in Kansas City versus Cloud9 and they come in 3-0 them. Like that's huge, so uh I think I don't think as much FaZe could do there i mean um unfortunately, uh, they didn't bring their a game, and uh it is what it is, but uh c nine just like I said, Sunday came out real hot <laughs> no one could stop them on on Sunday, well, except for you know.
1: I was going to say, that's a good segue into nobody can stop Cloud9 on Championship Sunday except for (laughs) the first time them meeting in the tournament, Optic Gaming going up against Cloud9, the green wall, the the defense going up against Cloud9's (laughs) ultimate offense, and it was Optic Gaming that 4-1 Cloud9 to become, for your first time, an HS Halo Infinite, your Champions, they've done it hmm. on land. They go back to back in major tournaments. They also did an NA Super as well. And leading into Worlds, Optic Gaming have that. What's that? What's that word you you always use? That, that special word that that valuable word. What is it? Momentum. Yeah, absolutely. Going into Worlds, Optic Gaming are
0: your champions. I mean, this was a obviously a huge win for them. I think um I truly think that. Again, they talked about it in the post game interview. I think Lucid talked about it that discipline that they were able to have. Like, and again, a discipline ju- doesn't just ride through the winner's bracket at all. It also goes into this grand finals. They lost a game against Cloud9. And normally, if you see Optic losing a game against somebody, they start to crumble, start to get checked. They start to play poorly and make bad decisions, whatever. They were able to take that and just, you know, let it, let it go and move on. This is huge for them. Um, if they can continue on you know their regimen you know they're working on being more disciplined they're working on making sure that they don't like you know misposition or make mistakes they were working on calming down in in uncomfortable situations they win worlds there there's no there's no shot that anyone else like they're a really good team for like you know obviously um but this was for me as well this was like my kind of turning point for for you know they're no longer an online team. They're no longer a team that just does well online. And they, did, they did this to, to themselves. Like they were able to prove this against, you know, whatever odds that they were up against. They were able to prove that, you know, on land they can have that discipline and they can play better and they can close it out. And that's exactly what they did. So congratulations, Stop the Gaming. Um, can't wait to see uh, what they kind of bring to Worlds. I'm sure. The thing about this is, when you're the number one team, there's only one way to go back down <laughs> there's a, there's every single team shooting for you right now which means every single team is watching body review which means every single team is going to be watching your grand finals watching your setups watching you know your starting strat watching everything watching the little nuances that you, that you have going like every team is watching your stuff and um so i mean at the end of the day it's up to them to continue to change the game to, to continue to change the meta however they can and make it happen it's going to be tough
1: like you said Optic gaming no longer can be called an online team as they got their LAN championship and look just as dominant as they have online finally able to do it here bullying and beating up everyone in this tournament just like i'm gonna do the clnc jd94 if you come at my duo ever like that again <laughs> don't get hurt out here okay that's my duo do will be coming at him <laughs> big win for optic gaming Guys, this was your HDS source we we back, baby. I, I, I hope we're going to be back on a weekly basis. Yes. Tim, I I, I, had, I had a good time. Yes. I'm sure, I hope you guys did, too. We're going to make sure we just put this on YouTube, Spotify, and everywhere else. App, uh, Apple Podcast yep. as well. Yep. Everywhere else that you guys are enjoying your podcast. make sure that our beautiful faces, or at least voices, are going to be involved in it some way, somehow. Tim, why don't you tell the people at home where they can find you?
0: Uh, you know, I stream every single weekday, um, twitch.tv slash Activity. And then, of course, I do YouTube content as well, youtube.com slash TV. Two E's and TV. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I can't wait for uh, this season. And then, of course, the next season to start up as well. HCS uh, season two. I'm excited for the future. And uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens.
1: And guys, I want to be reckless, AK, want to be casting. Uh, do I do YouTube and Twitch content as well? Not as good as Tim, but I'm trying out here. Right? G- 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 Give me a little bit of a break. I- I- I'm trying out here. Uh, it, it, it's it's been an honor doing these uh, doing these podcasts with you. Sorry, we had a little bit of a break going into Orlando. We're gonna be back to doing this, and uh, yeah, guys, catch you later. Peace out.
0: Later.